Welcome to The Pilgrim, the podcast for Jesus followers like you who wants tips and advice to grow their faith in the ups and downs of journeying through this world. I am O.O. Living and I'm your host. Sell all your possession and give the money to the poor and you will have treasures in heaven. Then come, follow me. This statement is found in Matthew 19.21. It was Jesus' response to the question of the rich young ruler, as he is traditionally called. It was a naval question when the rich ruler came to ask the way to eternal life. Teacher, what good, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? But the question is not of him having eternal life. For he had kept the law, doing his own estimate, and thus asked, What else must I do? If eternal life was to be given on the platter of human works, then I think we deem this sincere man worthy of receiving eternal life. What else must I do? He asked Jesus. From his youth, he had kept the law, no doubt. He was a man of the temple, a leader amongst the elites. What else must I do? How willing he was to receive eternal life as long as it could be attained by human efforts and works. What else must I do? I have obeyed all all these commandments from my youth. So what else must I do? Because I want to have eternal life. What this man did not understand is very clear. The question of having eternal life is not about him keeping the law or any traditional rule. It is about him following Christ. He asked about having eternal life. Jesus spoke about following him. That means you can't have eternal life without following Jesus. So when he was when he was commanded by Jesus to sell all he had and give to the poor, literally to accept a life of voluntary poverty the rich man was faced with the reality if he truly pursued eternal life or he was just one of those hypocrites who tried to trap christ with his own words or those who try to show off how moral they think they are when the rich ruler came to jesus to inquire how he can have it have eternal life christ told him to do one thing That was the implication of what he wanted to have. Having eternal life is not about keeping the law. Having eternal life is about following Christ in wholehearted obedience. And this was what Jesus presented to the rich ruler. When he asked about having eternal life, Jesus did not give him an alternative in his pursuit. He instead gave him the way. Jesus said, You want to have eternal life. Sell all that you have and give it to the poor. Eternal life is worth more than your possessions. Then come and follow me. I am eternal life. Here Christ gave the man a choice to count the cost of following him, which could mark him obedient or disobedient. Obedience is the part of our pilgrimage, the road to following Christ, the mark of true disciples. But what does it mean to obey in the true sense of Christ's call? 
I believe if it were today that Jesus speaks to us as to his claim on the rich ruler, we would probably try to argue ourselves out of it like this. It is true that the demand of Christ is definite enough, but I have to remember that he never expects us to take his command legalistically or to become legalists. What he really wants me to have is faith. But my faith is not necessarily tied up with riches or poverty or anything of that kind. We may be both poor and rich in spirit. It is not so important that I should have possessions of any kind. But if I do, I must keep them as though I had them not. In other words, I must cultivate a spirit of inward detachment so that my heart is not in my possession. Christ may have commanded, sell your possessions. But do you think he actually meant, do not let your possession or anything that you have to be a matter of consequence to, to you that you have outward prosperity. Rather, keep your goods quietly. Have them as if you do not possess them. Do you think that? Do you think that was Jesus actually meant? Your thought could be true in a sense, but if that is the interpretation of what Jesus commanded, then we are excusing ourselves from wholehearted obedience to the words of Jesus on the pretext of legalism and his supposed preference for a, for an obedience in faith. Does Jesus really want us to sell all that we have? Yes, but it is n- it is not the selling that he is actually after. It is the obedience, the heart. You can sell all you have without obeying, but you cannot obey without selling all you have. The difference between the rich ruler and us is that he was not allowed to express his bitter regret by saying, Oh, never mind what Jesus says. I can still hold on to my riches. But in a spirit of inward detachment, despite my inadequacy, I can be with I can be with him in faith. But no, he went away sorrowful. My first encounter with this man kept me thinking and wondering why did he do that? After all, he desired to have eternal life and he had kept the law in obedience because his Christian revealed that he had obeyed the law. Now Jesus commanded him to do just that. Think about it. Jesus asked him to actually, you want eternal life? Follow me. But he couldn't. Why? The answer lies in the fact that he hadn't been obeying. That is from the heart. It is at that moment that I think his true colors were revealed. That is who he really was. Let us say that all we have said were his regarding what Jesus commanded. Sell all his possession in order to follow him. Let us just assume. He thinks he is obedient in faith. He thinks he is inwardly detached from his possessions. That he should have them as if he doesn't have them. And he thinks he believes and is sincere and honest. But the claims of Christ has revealed how dishonest and insincere he is. Yet, this unveiling shows he is being sorrowful. is an indication of his honesty and sincerity. He went away sad and scripture points pointed that 
the problem with this man was that he was not capable of such an inward detachment from riches. So the obedience Christ demanded was not to get him a heavy yoke, but, but rather to actually free him from his slavery and bondage. The claims of Christ cannot be legalism for that simple reason. I believe this earnest seeker for eternal life had probably tried to inwardly detach from all he had, all he had many times before and failed as it was seen by his refusing to obey the words of Jesus when he was faced with a decision that would transform his life and usher him into the highest possible happiness. I think it was this void in him, though having kept the law, but you cannot remove it, that made him seek from Jesus the way to have eternal life. And I also believe he never knew it was this his inability to inwardly detach from riches and possession that caused that hollowness in his life. So when Jesus commanded him to obey, it was revealed and he went away sorrowful. It is just here his dishonesty and true honesty was revealed. His dishonesty in that he thought he had kept the law and through it he can have eternal life. His honesty in that he went away sorrowful knowing that he cannot obey. It is true that we differ from the hearers of Jesus' words whom the Bible speaks. If Jesus calls a man, leave all else behind and follow me. Resign your possessions. Quit your family, your people and the home of your father. Leave all. Then he knew that to this call there is only one thing to do. Wholehearted obedience. That it is only such obedience that the promise of being with Jesus is fulfilled and the prospect of eternal life is granted. This is not legalism. This does not imply the law. It is grace. Obedience is the fruit of true faith. Yet, it is the command that creates faith. The response of faith in God is obedience to God. We obey whom we believe, and we believe whom we obey. The promise of being with Christ forever to suffer Him to the full and the granted prospect of eternal life is never possible until faith is responded in obedience. Faith is not passive. Faith is active. Thanks for joining me today and thanks for listening. Hope to see you on Thursday. I am your host, O.O. Living. See you then.